It's been a long time since we've all been together on the Talking Bear Football podcast. Right here on WestBranch.Football. I mean, it's only been two weeks. It's only been two weeks, but you got we're all family, almost. Speaking of family, we are presented by the Browns West Branch family of dealerships. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Set it up like a pro. Stephen Grace and Matt Chenander and Jason Miller, and we're excited to be with you to talk about the victory. Right here on WestBranch.Football. <laughs> God, it sounds like we haven't been together for six years or something. (laughs) Yes, one plus one is three and all that good stuff. 28 to 14, the final last Friday night, West Branch at home on homecoming gets a victory to seal a playoff spot. Playoffs, we'll get to that a little later, but three and oh now in the district, five and one overall, Stephen a good victory, 28-8 to eight at halftime, and the Bears hold on. Yeah, it was uh, I mean, perfect start for the Bears in terms of kickoff. You get a three and out, and then march down the field, just three great plays. I mean, three plays to go 55 yards, 56 yards, and you score. And then you get an interception right away. We drove right back down and then just came up short on downs. And, you know, give Durant credit, Nolan DeLong hits a big one. But then from there, really just took over control of that first half. And I would say we even played decent in the second half. I mean, yeah, we didn't add to the lead. We gave up one touchdown. We had three turnovers in there. But when you compare it to Mediapolis the week before, where, I mean, Coach Hirschman said it at halftime, they came out pretty much complacent and just really flat in that third quarter down at Meepo. A lot better effort from the Bears this Friday night. Just, unfortunately, three straight drives that ended with turnovers. And, you know, credit Durant, a good football team, because they made the Bears for some of those plays and uh, unable to add to that lead. But for the most part, though, that defense took care of what they needed to and got the victory. And Matt, what are when you think about where we were after game two, you know, we knew after Water, beating Lisbon in week one, playing Waterloo Columbus in week two, we knew going into the season, if you get one win of those two, we would feel pretty good about it. And that's exactly what West Branch did. But off of a home loss in week two, they go out and get a convincing victory in week three. And after a big test last week, kind of just held on. And they're really, after halftime, there really wasn't much of a worry, I don't feel, on the whole, because that defense started to settle in. Yeah, I think that's that's the important thing here. And I think Stephen kind of touched on kind of my, my main point here and... Um, yeah, like, you know, Coach Hirschman talked about it with Jerry Flegel coming out of the half on the Bearcats, but, and like Steven mentioned, we saw it last week, and we saw it again this week, the Bears just came out in that second half, and weren't able to put points on the board, um, you know, really in the third quarter, and, you know, Steven, like you said, they, they played well, like, they did some really good things in that third and fourth quarter against Durant, but, um, you know, and moved the ball downfield and got set up in position. But yeah, just held back by a few turnovers um, on a lot of drives that had a lot of good promise. I mean, that first drive right out of the half, 24-yard rush by Andy Henson, 34-yard pass and catch to Holden Arneman, then a loss, then a holding, and then a fumble. And then Durant goes right down and uh, down the field and scores. Next drive, uh, Bears get across 15 Durant tor- territory and then an interception. Drive after that, Bears force a punt, you know, get the ball near midfield, then interception again. So it's they were doing everything they needed to do to 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 continue to put that game away, but just couldn't kind of capitalize and, and 
and complete everything. Um, and I think this is something that the Bears can get away with um, if you have a big lead like they did, 28-8, uh, going, into, going into the second half. But um, I think it sets up a pretty tough situation if you don't have that big lead uh, or if you're playing a great team like Minneapolis from a week ago um, or, you know, Regina, who we've got coming up this week. Um, no, I think this is something that the Bears, they need to get figured out. Like, I'm not panicked, but I think they need to get it figured out because as we head into Iowa City this coming week um, and then uh, at home against Wilton after that and then the playoffs, uh, we need to be able to to either uh, put games away uh, in that third quarter or stay in them, be able to stay in them in the event that we're, we're losing or it's tied. Um, and if we can't, you know, do that, it's going to become pretty hard to win. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty, th- like you said, Jason, I'm pretty thankful for the Bears defense in these situations. But, you know, I, I see an opportunity for improvement here. And I know the the coaching staff do, uh, does as well. And I know that they and the players, they're, they're going to get it figured out. And we talked, or sorry, you talked about in, in your, uh, the podcast last week, you and Steven, and then Steven and I talked in the uh, weekly game for the weekly game preview about Durant and really just focusing on the name Nolan DeLong. Yeah. All in all, eight po- the team had eight points. Well, he scored eight points on his fleet feet. He had 128 rushing yards, 84 of them came on one play. If you take that away, mm-hmm. he had 14 carries for 44 yards for the rest of the game. But He's always one that he's just that good of a back, and you can't bring him down with an arm tackle because he's a strong, punishing runner that usually gets the pile moving forward, even if it's for two yards. Well, we've got the same thing too, Andy Henson. I mean, just another monster game. That kid is unbelievable, and he was he was he was uh, worn out at the end of that game. I'll say that. Did you know? I'm sure you did. That that was a personal best. A p- career high for Andy Henson for rushing yards in a game. I could believe it. It was a good game. That, that was the second time he's ever been over 200, and both of them were this season. Two out of the last three weeks. But 28-14, to 14, the final Bears get a homecoming victory, as I stated, and a very important victory to get them qualified for the playoffs. How did we get there to the final score, Matt? Uh, yeah, so obviously starting uh, in the first quarter here, Durant gets the gets the ball to start the game, but they uh, the Bears force a three and out, and they go 56 yards right down the field in just three plays, as we mentioned. Two Andy Hinson runs get the Bears down to the 11, and then Kenick Belk finishes the drive with an 11-yard screen, kind of an out screen catch for a touchdown. Uh, Wyatt Fetterland's PAT is good, so 7 nothing West Branch early. On Durant's next drive, Cash Woody intercepts a pass, um, kind of near midfield or so. Um, but they fail to make anything of it, give, give it right back to Durant. And as expected, DeLong finds a hole, and no one was going to catch him. 85-yard touchdown run. Uh, the two-point conversion was good, so 8-7 to seven, Durant in the first. Holden Arneman, uh gets an interception uh, to give the Bears back give the Bears back the ball at their own 24-yard line, and West Branch takes advantage of that. Um, after a really nice 24-yard completion from Belk to Belk, the Bears score again on another one of those kind of throw-out screen passes, uh, this time to Peyton Miller, 
uh, who uses his agility and speed, and yes, I said agility and speed, they are two different things, to avoid three tacklers and get it in the end zone for a 25-yard touchdown. PAT is good, 14-8, Bears early second quarter. Under Ant's next drive, the Bears force another turnover, and this time it's a fumble on the exchange from Hoosman to to DeLong, uh, recovered by Kinnick Belk at the Durant 18-yard line. Um, next put, or in, uh, Bears get then set up at the one-yard line thanks to a Carver Belk to cash Woody reception uh, that sets the Bears up first and goal at the one. And then they run up to the line, and Belk sneaks it in for a one-yard touchdown. PAT is good, 21-8. to eight Bears Drake now. Barry gets the touchdown. Thank oh, you, yeah. Steven. Sorry. Excuse me, Drake <laughs> Barry gets the touchdown. A little bit later in the second quarter, uh, Durant had a fourth and short, and West Branch sends no one back to receive it. Uh, I think just kind of what seemed to be kind of in an effort to guard against a fake because De- uh, DeLong is the punter and obviously he can run it. But as we saw in this game, and uh, he can he can throw the ball too when, when he needs to. Um, and it kind of backfires as the punt was downed at the one-yard line. I mean, bounce, uh, you know, bouncing towards the end, of, end zone and then on that last bounce just took a, a complete hop right to the right <laughs> and didn't move it forward anymore. Uh, but yeah, fear not. Uh, all the do, all the Bears do is just go ahead and march 99 yards down the field, you know, like normal, uh, on 10 plays to score uh, on a 13-yard Andy Henson touchdown run. Which, which wouldn't that be a school record for the longest drive in the history of West Branch football? It would at least tie it, at least, yeah. It would be tied, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, and, you know, that drive um, had a really nice 47-yard run from Andy Henson to set the Bears up inside the 20. Um, plus, I mean, I, I remember Coach Hirschman talking about this after the game, too. Uh, that first play of that drive from the one, Wyatt, Wyatt Federland got the ball and just, you know, a powerful six- or seven-yard run right up the middle. Um, nothing fancy about it, just a lot of dirt flying. Um, but uh, it just gave the Bears a breathing room to be able to execute their offense from at that point because, you know, your your back's against the end zone, your feet are in the end zone, you really can't do much. So um, I thought it was a good job by Wyatt to, to kind of get the, get the Bears out of there um, so they could run run a normal offense. But yeah, 28-8 to eight West Branch at that point. Um, then in the third, uh, Durant pulls within two scores on a nice 18-yard throw from Hoosman to, to Gast um, on a kind of a really a, just a good route a good throw uh west branch we uh kind of just misplayed the ball and misplayed the the cat uh misplayed gassed and he got in the end zone 28 to 14 west branch and that is how we ended well, hold on a second iowa i'm, I'm getting word iowa just got another interception <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness they're up to 14 now uh poor maryland poor poor maryland but good good uh, west branch football five and one Playoff qualified, and best wishes to Durant moving forward the next couple weeks. They doesn't get any easier. Minneapolis and Iowa City, Regina. If they want to make it to the playoffs, that's just it. you be the best to be one of the better teams. You got to beat one of the better teams. Yeah, and they just yeah haven't been able to do that. And they're I mean you can see that they're a good team. Just maybe sometimes get in their way. They get in their own way a little bit. Um, They've got the talent. They've got the ability. Just kind of a, a bummer, bummer for them sitting at sitting at one and five. Yes, indeed. But indeed. they're going to be back next season. They they're young. 
just like us. Durant's gonna have a. Durant's gonna be back next season. Well, your kid. I mean, I I'm messing yeah. with you, Matthew. <laughs> the majority of their players, specifically, uh, what's his name, Stephen DeLong. DeLong, Nolan DeLong. He is gonna be back again next season to terrorize a back to terrorize a defense near you. So, other District Five games. Let's talk about some of those that are going around from last week. High-scoring game at L&M this week. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. One to nothing. Regina won that one. Technically one to nothing. Uh, On penalty kicks. Yeah. yeah. L&M forfeited that one. Um, not exactly. And they've officially, forward, they've officially now forfeited the remainder of the season. Okay. All right. So yeah, Regina gets the the win in that one. They improved to to six and zero on the season, and then Minneapolis defeated Wilton forty nine to nothing. Um, bit of a game there, but I think Wilton had some injuries uh, in that one too. Is that correct? They have some a couple guys didn't of play. key players that that were not were not available to uh, to make the field. But Minneapolis, let's just say they were probably a bit hungry. <laughs> yeah, and and on a. With eyes full, clear eyes full, hearts can't lose. Well, they did not. They were focused, and it shows. Up thirty-five to nothing at halftime, and then it just steamrolled to forty-nine to nothing final. Yeah, I don't want to play them again. Uh, yeah, I would not. It'd be a tough one. That, I, that's a physical, physical football team. Well, before we get into talking about another physical fo- football team, let's let's hear from one of our sponsors. Hodge Construction is a leader in developing commercial and academic spaces, multifamily condos, townhomes, and more. Hodge Construction began in Iowa City in 1981, focusing on residential construction. Through positive relationships and quality projects, Hodge has continued to grow and expand its project diversity over the past nearly 40 years. At Hodge, clients aren't customers, they are partners. Week number seven of a f- eight-game regular season. By the way, if you didn't know, West Branch is in the playoffs again this year. Week number seven, though, is first. And week number seven brings the biggest challenge on the West Branch schedule from an opponent. Iowa City Regina. The defending Class A champions have moved back to 1A. They are 6-0 and officially. Have only played four games on the field. They've collected two forfeits. Week three against Mid Prairie. Mid Prairie was battling a big bout of COVID and injuries and could not field a a fair team. So they forfeited in week three. And then we just talked about LM forfeiting uh, the remainder of their season, which began last Friday night. But in their four games, gentlemen, Regina is winning by an average of 30 to 7. That that is a fair, fair winning margin and fair perform good performance like you would expect from a Regina football team that has won a state championship pretty much every year in the last ten years. Decade. Pretty much the last decade mm-hmm. in Iowa high school football. If you're gonna name the most successful team, it begins and probably ends the first year. There's only one team on it. It's the Regals of Virginia High School and then everybody else. But enough of that. We'll skip to 2021. Completely different football team than what they've seen the last three years where it's where it's Ashton Cook 
and Alec Weir and Theo Coley, a real big three-headed monster. They don't have that big-time passing threat and receiving threat like they have in years past. But what they have, gentlemen, starting with you, Matt, is a very big, very well-coached, very technical, and very physical five guys right up front that Stephen refers to as the skill position players. Yeah, and they literally are. Um, this is a ground and pound team, you know. As you just said, Jason, they have such a fundamentally sound and strong offensive uh, line and defensive line too. Um, but yeah, that offensive line it just really helps their run game have tremendous, tremendous success. And you know, taking their you know through the adjusting for forfeits through the four games that they've been on the field, they're averaging two hundred twenty-five yards per game on the ground. Uh, and they're not doing it by breaking off big plays. They just get six or seven yards per play, make their way down the field with Levi Daniel um, and either Gentry Dumont or, or Jack Tierney at quarterback, um, and then you know add in an occasional pass. Um, but for the most part, it's kind of a gu- those gun read plays where uh, Tierney can keep it or give it to Daniel, um, and they, they just have tremendous success with it because they're so uh, fundamentally sound and just, yeah kind of make make their way down the field that lineman math as we always talk about um you know my key here uh is going to be the bears defensive line obviously um and the linebackers and um just they're going to need to play smart and patient football um and what i mean by that is just kind of filling your assigned gaps not doing anything you're not supposed to do um let your play call your your good uh fundamentals play call uh, help you out in this situation. Uh, you know, Regina really kind of just lets plays develops, develop, and then they attack. Um, kind of the, the idea here would be don't give them anything to read and just fill all the holes in all levels. Patience is key here, as I said, and I think on the offensive side for the bears, um, it's going to be up front as well. I mean, they're going to need to be successful on every block and execute perfectly to open lanes for Andy and give Carver time to pass. And I mean, that sounds overly generic and obvious, but it's true. I mean, Josh Gaffey, Aiden Udell for, for Regina, defensive linemen, they're the team's leading blockers, or leading tacklers, excuse me. Do you see that too terribly often from defensive linemen? Um, I think that, that says a lot to me. So I think, yeah, the Bears are going to need perfect ex- execution to come out with a win, but I'm excited. I think it's going to be a really good game. And I think if, if the Bears can do that, they're going to be right in it. What do you see, Stephen, when, you know, Matt's talking about the real physicality of this football game? Because it really is. When you look at Regina on film, they're not going to, again, they're not going to be a team that's going to, oh, I got a 20-yard crossing route. Or I'm going to take a shot down the field a lot. Because they don't have a, nobody in the state has a, you know, you're not always going to have an Alec Wick at the small school level. It's just not going to be there. They are going to try and pal you. They're going to try to wear you down, not just physically, but mentally wear on you, Stephen. So where does that, you know, as a lineman, with the, you know, as a former lineman, where does where does it come in? Where can you begin to, okay, this play I'm frustrated, but I've got to I've got to wind that, you know, wash that away and get back for the next play. I mean, it all comes down to just the old cliche: have a short memory. I mean, if you happen to have a block that you miss flush it and get back after it and just make sure that you're hitting your read the next time on the defensive side. Like Matt said, just make sure you're reading your keys. You're filling your gap. Don't over pursue with that play flow, you know, get worried about some of those counter plays coming back or 
make sure that you're not going to let the quarterback pull it and keep it himself because you've got two really good quarterbacks that can run the football quite well. And I think one of the things from this past Friday night that was encouraging, and you know, hopefully we can keep building on that, Kale Seidel was a guy that so many times he was left basically on an island on the backside with contain, and he did a phenomenal job of either turning the playback inside to let the rest of the defense get out there, or he made himself a nice one-on-one tackle. And those are the keys too. I mean, you're going to have to win these one-on-one matchups because you know, you're not going to have those opportunities that, oh, well, two or three guys miss a block, so everybody converges. There's going to be a lot more one-on-one chances that you're going to have to make sure that you can execute when you're in that position. Yeah, I see that you really are going to have to win those. I guess you you might even call that a 50-50. You know, when you talk in basketball, the 50-50 plays, the loose balls, the rebounds that are up in the air that you got to fight for. You got to try and win those battles within the with the game within the game. And when you're talking about a team like Regina, more times than not, they're not going to hurt themselves. They're not going to make very many mistake glaring mistakes that you're going to see on a piece of paper. Am, am I wrong in saying that? No. No, that's no. exactly right. <laughs> it's just one of those teams that has just been doing it over and over again, a plug and play system. And with a new coach, we haven't even touched upon that. Former defensive coordinator, assistant head coach, still defensive coordinator, and now head coach, Jason Dumont, takes over from Marv Cook, arguably one of the most successful, arguably one of the most successful coaches, win win loss state championship wise, in the history of Iowa high school athletics, of any sport, and that includes Jim Wheeler of West Branch Golf, and he was pretty successful in his day. But wish Marv the best in his retirement, a former Bear great, very loved and respected athlete from my childhood that I'll never forget. I enjoyed watching him, and I would love to go back and do that again. It was so much fun. But, it, but when you think about it, is it's a new coach, but it's not completely a new system. They know what to expect from Coach Dumont and an offensive coordinator, guys, that has been there with them for 10 years now, and former Hawkeye great Eddie Hinkle. So they've got guys there. They're just plug and play. We're Regina football. We're going to line up, see what you can do to stop us. And so far, nobody has. Yeah, it's no secret what they do. Um, it's just up to up to their opponent to stop it. I mean, it's, they, yeah. I mean, there's nothing, like I said, nothing fancy, nothing flashy about it. They, they just go out there and use their strength and their uh, really good execution to, to win ball games. And quite frankly, that's that wins ball games and by a hefty margin. So they're they're doing it right. But yeah, it's going to be tough. But like I said, I'm excited just to see if West Branch can kind of you know put together um, everything that they've been building over the last what six weeks now, um, seven if you include a scrimmage. Um, it it's time to kick it into the next gear because yeah, we've got Regina. We've got Wilton to close the season and then into the playoffs. So this is the time. And to, in my opinion, I think you're in a playoff mentality starting now. Steven, give me one key. In t- 15 words or less, how about what is the most important part if West Branch wants to win this football game besides scoring more points than the other team? One key. Trust. 
in yourself, trusting your coaches, trusting your teammates. I mean, this West Branch team, it's awesome to see from week one when we kicked off at Lisbon to where we are now, how much it has grown and developed. And, you know, just watching it on film, watching it on a Friday night, seeing it up on the practice field. I mean, this team has grown and continued to get better each and every week. And so trust in what you've been doing, trust in what you've been working on and be able to just keep building on that. And, you know, it may be a tall task with a top five, top three, whatever they are in the state, uh, you know, defending class A champion and a really good all around team. But you know what? Like you said earlier, Jason, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. So, you know, it's a great opportunity in front of you to take on a really good football team and see how you can stack up and see where you're at with all of those things that you've been improving on. Matt, same question for you. In 15 words or less, give your key and then then explain your fight. I think I did it right before you asked Steven to do it. Just um, Okay. Yeah, this is, I, in my opinion, the playoffs start now. This is the kind of caliber team. I'm going way over 15 words, sorry. But uh, this this is the type of team that you're going to face and have to beat in the playoffs if you want to get anywhere. So this it, it starts now. Why, why not us? Why not us? I like it. Nobody better. Why not us? Well, that's it. That's, that's the, your breakdown. You keep, in, keep your eyes. We've talked about a few of the guys. For Regina, you're going to think about. Levi Daniel is going to get the ball a lot. I mean, he's had 90 some, 94 carries or something like 90 carries. He had 40 in the first game. So they're not, they're not, a, not bashful. If they're beating you up front, if they got if they've established their will on you, they're gonna hand it. They're gonna give it to him. And then watch out for Jack Tierney. Fleet foot, 23 carries, 213 yards from that when he's playing quarterback. That is a pretty impressive stat. Nearly 10 yards a carry. That's pretty impressive from a quarterback. So watch out for those two guys. And then Grayson Dumont, the head coach's son, is also gonna Gentry. play a little quarterback. Gentry. Sorry, not Gracie. Gentry Dumont. Grayson is his sister. She's a pretty fantastic athlete. She she not not gonna lie. She's pretty. She's a pretty fantastic athlete. It's pretty successful in her own right. But those those are some of the key guys you're gonna keep need to keep your eyes on. And for West Branch, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't be flashy. Don't you know? Try to limit limit those the the cliche Stephen and Matt of the team that has the least amount of turnovers and can limit the penalties and does well on special teams, those things, it's going to win this football game. Look at it. That's that kind of a game. Let's take a break, and we'll be back with Picks to Click. EMS Detergent Services has been providing janitorial supplies to businesses across the Midwest for over 50 years. Based in North Liberty, EMS uses products made right here in Iowa and offers exceptional and affordable services for their clients. Learn more at emsdetergentservices.com. Julie and Dan Hayes at EMS Detergent Services, proud supporters of the West Branch Bears. Pick to click. Last week, uh, I wasn't around, but I mailed mine in. Aiden Shields. And let me tell you guys something. West Branch, since the first game, is 21 of 21 on extra points. 
that means the snapper and Drake Barry, the holder, Aiden Shields, and the kicker are doing well. So little things in football, and the holder has a good job. Wyatt Fetterlin. Matt, I'm (laughs) guessing that that was your pick to click last week, then? It was, yes. All right. Hold that thought right there. Steven, who was yours last week? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Did I go one-timer? Yeah, you you had a guy um, doesn't see the field much. Uh, Andy Henson, Jim oh, Henson, yeah. Yeah, Jim Henson. Yeah, Kermit the Frog's Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hard to go wrong with any of these, um, but hard to not give it to Stephen for Andy because that was um, yeah career game, which I would have figured Andy had more than 226 yards in a game at this point, uh, but uh, I was wrong. It seemed like he had about 91 carries, too, the other night. <laughs> yeah. He had 15 at halftime, and then 26 total. So it just um, it just seemed like he had more. So, any rate, I think that uh, we all win. The Bears win. That's good news. Good news for the Bears. So this week, it looks like, Steven, you get to go first. I get to go first. All right. Um... I'm going to go back to the well that I went early in the year, and I'm going to take Drake Barry again just because it is going to be one of those games that he's going to have to play a huge role on that offensive front and get that line going to try to get Andy established, but also defensively trying to clog things up and make the quarterback decide early where he's going with it and not have some clear running lanes for those either the quarterback or the running back. Jason Miller. I think along the same lines as Steven here, and I'm sorry, Steven, and I'm going to go with a guy that his name's not in the paper. We don't talk about him as much as maybe he should get a little bit more notice for the dirty work. I wouldn't call it dirty, but the fantastic physical work that he does on both sides of the football. And against a team like this, that's going to want to try and tick, 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 tick you down the field with some of that lineman math Stephen talks about of four yards plus four yards plus four yards equals what? First down. Uh, first down. Well, if you can get it to three, three, and three, and a punt, that doesn't equal a first down, except for you on the defense when you become offense on turnover on downs. Linebacker play. Lineman play. You need physical guys. And this guy's been very physical all year. He's number 50. It's Cole Bailey. That's my pick to click. I'm taking Holden Arneman. I think. When no, you're not. You are not taking Holden Arneman. Steven, judge is ruling on that. Wyatt Federlin, I believe, would be his pick. I was going to say. I mean, well, I mean, he's, he's my secondary pick, of course. Okay. I mean, we're on a five-game winning streak, a four-game winning streak with Wyatt. Federlin, yeah. I, so, well, don't I don't. I'm not. I don't streak. believe in superstitions. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Holden Arneman, I, I really like what he's been doing um, over the, the past few weeks, just kind of increasingly, uh, you know, having more of a role in these games, uh, both on both sides of the ball. And I think he he's going to be an important guy here. So from a defensive perspective um, at, at cornerback, um, you know, it's inevitable that Levi Daniels is going to get to the second level. And I think it's going to be really important for our safeties and, or really just all of our defensive backs to be able to to crash down and keep contain um, and be able to make open field tackles. Because if we can't, uh, it's going to be a long night. 
Um, so I'm going, going there, holding Arneman. Um, and well, and of course too, on defense, take advantage of the times that uh, Regina does throw it, um, and, and be there to, to break it up or pick it off. But offensively too, I think, um, it, it has the potential to be a tough night for Andy running the ball just with how, you know, tough, uh, Regina's defensive front is. And so looking for, uh, you know, kind of like the Peyton Millers, Kinnick Bell, Colden Arneman, Cash Woody to get involved in the receiving game uh, to, to to help this Bears offense out. So, um, yeah, hold Nardman, But, yeah, second, why Federland? Well, I can tell you some a name we, I want to mention for his play last week and how he's grown throughout the season. I'll give you guys one guess of who I'm going to just talk about that maybe we can mention because it is talking Bear football. Right here on West Branch Football. Presented by the Browns West Branch Family of <laughs> Dealerships. And we're going to bring it in. And, you know, a lot of kids, we mentioned name after name. We've mentioned the the skill position players up front, the skill position players in the back. But the growth of a sophomore defensive back in Kale Seidel really was playing some physical, spirited football. I think his name was called last week on the first four tackles, consecutive plays. He made a tackle. He made an open field tackle one on one on a bit on a guy that has about fifty pounds and six inches on him. He did it two but, or three times against DeLong. Against DeLong. That's because Steven, he's not afraid to go in on that single leg. He's a wrestler. He's a wrestler, man. He's got some you know, he's physical. So I just wanted to make sure and bring him up. And we've been talking about the physical things, and Matt said, you know, take advantages when they throw the ball. Regina's played four games and thrown the ball seventy-three times. So they're not exactly just a running team. That's 18 passes per game. That's a lot of doggone throws. When when you're a team that, when you look at them, look at the yardage and where they've scored, they've eaten up the clock quite a bit when you watch it on film. So, yeah, I like your, that's why I was I was giving that. Because when you said Holden Arneman, that's a, that's a really, really good pick. Like Family Feud, good answer, good answer. So, West Branch, Regina, it's Friday. It's going down. At, I don't know what Regina's field's called. The Regal. The, you the, just say the Regal, in Iowa City. In Iowa City on the northeast, eight minutes away, 8.8 miles. It's a good, one of those good rivalries that, that it's, you need those in high school sports. Keep it a rivalry. Keep it fun on the field. Somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to lose. It's just the next team on the schedule. Let's wrap things up, Stephen. Tell them how they can keep up with West Branch football. Now and on Friday nights. It's pretty easy. Go to westbranch.football. All kinds of information there. If you're on uh, social media, follow at WB Bears Football. Go to our YouTube channel. Search West Branch Football. We're getting the games uploaded from this year. We'll start to get some of the old ones uploaded from years past as well. Just go to the interwebs. Look for West Branch Football. You can pretty much find us wherever. Well, There'll be one more thing, statistically speaking, that maybe next week we can put in our table of contents, Matt. We can get an update through seven weeks on the over and the under to see where we are because there'll be one pivotal week left in the regular season to see where we separate the winners and the losers of that over-under very important contest, which means nothing. So we'll do that next week on the Talking Bear Football Podcast. Right here on westbranch.football. Presented by the Browns West Branch family of dealerships. And until then, take care, everyone.